Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo, listen up. Here's the story. Wow. Oh, for the love of God, I'm leaving. Is this Eiffel 65? Blue. You're damn right it is. Listen, Michaela, what are the lyrics? I'm blue what? When I was in college, this used to be a whole vibe, and I swore the words were, I'm blue in the need of a guy, in the need of a guy. I was in the closet very much. So yeah, I, believe, I see that. You didn't know that. That tracks. What, Justin? I thought it was, uh, I'm blue if I was green, I would die. Well, that also is a possibility. Well, yeah, that's what everybody said, like, in the sixth grade, but everybody also knew that wasn't the words either, Well, Justin. you guys were in the sixth grade when I was in college. Good morning. Welcome to the morning beat. Good Thank you so much morning, baby. for tuning in. If you want to know why we're starting off our show with the classic Blue by Eiffel 65, it's because our producer, Justin, has that sort of a brain. Yeah. Literally, if I say the word Blue... That's what happens. That's it's. This is what we're working with yeah. here in the morning mm-hmm. beat. We're, I literally said <laughs> the word blue, and then I said Justin will absolutely come in with blue. And then here we are. Just wanted to prove a point. Blue. What um, point? No, nobody was arguing, Justin. No, you're proving anything. We already knew it. You were just uh, yeah. Wow. Thank you. All right, so we're on. Happy we, Tuesday. We on this side of the studio clearly do not have control of the sound effects. However, yeah. we do have control of the rest of the show mm. as long as Justin leaves our mics on. We have a great show coming up for all of our listeners. <laughs> Hilarious, Justin. Great show coming up for you today. Uh, we're kicking things off with a, a repeat of a conversation we had yesterday. It was so great we thought we'd share it with you again. He's an icon. Uh, his bar, the Abbey, has been voted best bar in the world multiple times. Now, they're celebrating 30 years. You know, Lady Gaga was just there helping them kick off their 30-year celebration on Sunday. David Cooley, founder of the Abbey, is joining us in about 12 minutes from right now uh, to talk about some of his favorite moments. Uh, And surprisingly, uh, one of his favorite moments involves another diva who might even be a bigger name than Lady Gaga, if you can imagine that. Uh, So stick around to find out who that is. Also in our next hour, we're continuing our uh, mental health week here on the Morning Beat as we wrap up uh, National Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, we're joined by Dr. Melissa Fabello, our uh, sexuality expert, talking about Demi Lovato and their uh, request that we no longer uh, make comments or compliments on people's bodies, yeah. positive or negative, uh, especially if somebody's, for instance, lost some weight. Uh, they don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Uh, we're getting Dr. Melissa Fabello's take on it because you love a good compliment on your body. Michaela oh Gordon. my God, I love it so much. <laughs> now, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about it a lot because a lot of people wanted to cancel Demi again. Yesterday, they were saying that they just have been coming out a lot, speaking out. And um, I did too. Like, I was like, come on. Like, come on. I get it. I can see how it's problematic. But also, if I go to the gym and I'm trying to get in shape, I'm going to want you as my best friend to be like, hey, sis, like, you look good. Like, I see you're putting in the work and you look, 
yes. toned. <clears throat> it's not about anybody else. It's about me. And like Loki, I don't want to get canceled for just telling somebody I think they look fantastic. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. it's going to be an interesting conversation with Melissa. She's uh she does not mess around. Mm-mm. But I think that she's going to tell me to never, be she's like, going to tell me to never compliment somebody's body. A thou- she, yeah, a thousand it. percent. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably won't listen, but I'll try. You will give it a shot. I'll be sensitive. Maybe ish. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for news on the. What do you got? <laughs> One year since the death of George Floyd, a tragedy that set in motion months of protest and reflection about the state of racial justice in America and indeed the world. From Minneapolis, where Floyd was killed, to cities across the country, people will gather for marches and other commemorations. Floyd's sister, daughter, and his daughter's mother will visit the White House at President Biden's invitation. Meanwhile, there is new hope in Congress that a policing overhaul bill requested by Biden and in part informed by Floyd's death is starting to take shape amid bipartisan partisan negotiations. It still is not clear where lawmakers stand on the key divisive issue of qualified immunity, the controversial doctrine that protects officers accused of violating the Constitution while on duty. One year, babe. One year. What a year it's been, though. This is so crazy. I remember I uh, we were working from home because Viv had just died, remember? Your grandmother. My grandma. And well, I guess it had been a month, a little bit over a month. And then our uh, Brian called us and said, we got to come in studio. And we got here as fast as we could because shortly after is when all the riots started. I can't believe it's been a year. That's crazy. All right, let's do a little weather. It's going to be 102 in Indio, 84 in Sacramento, 88 in St. Louis, 75 in Buffalo, 79 in Baltimore, and 99 in Phoenix. They give us a vibe of the day. You are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the paintbrush to anyone else. Yeah. You're in charge. I love that. All right, well, coming up, uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Abbey and going into Pride, David Cooley joins us next. I'll leave a little little love for me, too, but not all the love, because we need to save some for uh, an American Idol alumni who's in the headlines Uh, right now. Michaela Gordon? It's not not you. Oh. Uh, Somebody else. Much, much more famous. What's popping? Got it. Okay, well, uh, it's just the perfect timing, because the American Idol finale was on Sunday, um, but an American Idol alum is also celebrating Fantasia Barrino, uh, and her husband, Kendall Taylor, have welcomed their first child together. A baby guru. The 36-year-old shared on Instagram yesterday. Um, and uh, so sweet. Kaziah London Taylor is the baby's name. Um, and this would be her third child. She has a little boy and a 19-year-old. She has a Fantasia is a 19-year-old. Yeah. Can you Did believe she, that? She had the child, I believe. She was a mother. Was she a mother when she was on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Was, yeah. Um, I, I have no recollection of time anymore. That's what happens when you turn 40, yeah. I think. But uh, fantastic. her voice, just absolutely bonkers. I saw her years ago phenomenal. In, the, in the Color phenomenal. Purple. Oh, just tears. Weep. Tears. She's phenomenal. Uh, well, her husband uh, gushed about her on Instagram. He said, today I experienced something that rewrote my personal definition of a black woman. To observe my queen, bring my little angel into this world, elevated my understanding and sense of pride, respect, and admiration for black women. I love that. Good for her. She's such a story, too. To do what she did on American Idol, she was illiterate at the time, could not read, had to memorize the words of every 
every song just in her mind. Couldn't read along and say that. That I mean, and did not disclose that information while she was on the show. Yeah. She's just one of those stories of somebody who's got so much God-given talent and God, she's so good. Worked so hard. She really did. And let me tell you something. We did a a gig together maybe three years ago. So lovely, so kind, very warm and welcoming. You know, you never know how it's going to be. And she was just. Do you ever get so sweet? Okay, you have you have you have a huge voice. I love your voice. You know, I love it. It's like big and raspy and fun. But she's got like one of those like rare, rare like. A few in a generation. Voices. Well, she's like a church singer. Yeah, it's a totally different style. Yeah. Do you ever get Do you ever get intimidated when you're singing around or with somebody like that, or are you just in awe of it? Uh, yeah, I was singing with her and Melinda Doolittle. Oh wow, another church girl. Yeah, and we were singing together. Oh. And I was. There are just moments where you're like, just thank you, God. Like I. I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just yeah. grateful that I'm standing here with them. And they were both so lovely and kind. My voice Sounded is not great, like sure. theirs. Ooh. But, you know, you just, you kind of in the moment are like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but thank you. She's incredible, though. Congratulations, little baby mama. Uh, now, coming up in our next uh, hour, Mental Health Week, Dr. Melissa Fabello is joining us as Demi Lovato is requesting that people no longer comment on weight loss. Uh, We discuss if it's that problematic in the next hour. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Coming up this hour on the Morning Beat, Mental Health Week uh, here at Channel Q continues as we wrap up the final week of Mental Health Awareness Month here in the United States. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Melissa Fabello. She's one of our sexuality, human sexuality experts um, on Demi Lovato's uh, recent sort of proclamation that we should no longer comment or compliment Mm -hmm. uh, on people's bodies at all, regardless of sort of what, what... Weight loss may have occurred or what sort of transformation may be happening. Uh, Demi Lovato, they think it's time. We need to stop this completely. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Melissa. We don't want to get canceled, but we also don't want to cancel everything. Right. So it's a tricky conversation. Totally. And I know that she's going to bring a fantastic perspective, as always. That's happening in 12 minutes uh, from now. Uh, And then a little bit later this hour, people are coming back from the dead. It's been happening for a long time. Yeah, that's we, a very normal thing to talk about. Yeah, we talked about a woman in India just last week. You know, India's getting hit so hard with COVID-19. And a sort of odd bright spot was this woman who literally was about to be cremated and just sat up and said, hold up, I'm still very much alive. 
Not the first time something wild like this has happened. Crazy. And we're going to share some of the wildest stories throughout history with you a little bit later on this hour. Uh, but right now, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what is happening in the news? Well, there's a lot going on today. Marks one year since the death of George Floyd, a tragedy that set in motion months of protests and reflection about the state of racial justice in America and indeed the world. From Minneapolis, where Floyd was killed, to cities across the country, people will gather for marches and other commemorations. Floyd's sister, daughter, and his daughter's mother will visit the White House at President Biden's invitation. Meanwhile, there is new hope in Congress that a policing overhaul bill requested by Biden and in part informed by Floyd's death is starting to take shape amid bipartisan negotiations. It still is not clear where lawmakers stand on the key divisive issue of qualified immunity, the controversial doctrine that protects officers accused of violating the Constitution while on duty. Now, another news, World Health Organization scientists investigating the origins of COVID-19 have zeroed in on previously overlooked data on the extensive screening of animals for coronavirus around the time the pandemic erupted. They hope that by further studying this and other areas of renewed interest, they can get a clearer picture of China's evolving knowledge of the virus and the likely timing of its emergence. Meanwhile, young people in the U.S., that's those 24 and under, are lagging in COVID-19 vaccinations. U.S. health officials warn that while young people may be at lower risk of dying from COVID-19, they could still face long-term effects. Well, they could also spread it to people who, you know, who are at high risk. Yeah. It's just, it's just really hard to convince somebody of like what could possibly potentially happen, even though you're probably going to be fine short term. That's a tough sell. It, it is. It is. All right. Let's get into a little weather. It's going to be so nice out of high of 99 in Phoenix, 61 in San Francisco, 82 in Miami, 75 in Kansas City, 95 in Vegas and 84 in L.A., Give us a vibe of the You are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the paintbrush to anyone else. Okay. I love that. Uh, listen, <clears throat> I love this next segment because we love Dr. Melissa Fabello. We're also terrified of her. But she's going to be joining us uh, <laughs> to talk, <laughs> she does, to talk about at Demi Lovato and their new request to not comment on people's weight loss. Doesn't make sense. We discuss next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. As you know, here at Channel Q, we take mental health very seriously. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. So this last week of the month, we're focusing uh, specifically on mental health and how it affects our community. And we're bringing on a whole list of experts to have these uh, conversations. One of our favorite guests is now joining us. It's Dr. Melissa Fabello. She is a human sexuality expert. Uh, Dr. Melissa, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, but I also don't <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. And I'm 40 years old, and I feel like a lot of the things that uh-huh. I was taught growing up are no longer acceptable. And I just want to have a conversation uh, on, on, one, if that's true, and two, why. Specifically, we're talking about Demi Lovato. They're now asking fans to stop complimenting others on weight loss uh, or on body. Um, mm. Why is this sort of such an important issue to this younger generation and should we all be paying a little bit closer attention? Oh, absolutely. So I think that the context that's important here is that Demi Lovato has an eating disorder history. And so there's something very um, specific, I think, around them asking folks to stop commenting on people's bodies because I think something that can happen and I have an eating disorder history. And so I know that this is what happens is 
Um, because we're so socialized to believe that weight loss basically at any cost is a good thing mm. um, and that we compliment people for losing weight. When you compliment someone who is engaging in eating disorder behavior and that is why their body looks the way that it does and you compliment them and tell them that they look good, that really reaffirms the eating disorder behavior and is like, okay, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. This is what I should be doing. I'm going to continue doing this thing because I'm getting this reinforcement from society and interpersonally. And I think that for Demi specifically, there is um, a lot of conversation happening around them, around their eating disorder history and the importance of, um, yeah, just making sure that we're not kind of like reestablishing or reaffirming the idea that that behavior is going to be at all helpful. Well, Dr. Melissa Fabillo, I also dealt with eating disorders. I was bulimic for a long time. And honestly, I was a singer. So I was like, I have to stop. Uh, Mm. But I understand that journey very much so. However, I will say on an opposite side, maybe because I'm in my 30s, when I work out now, I do like being complimented. And it's not necessarily for the aesthetic of it all, but I started boxing. So I want to uh, I want to know that I'm like conditioning and I'm, I'm looking good. So is there a way to compliment without triggering the eating disorder? Oh, totally. So I think that there's a really big difference between the aesthetics and the um, other kinds of goals that would happen around, you know, some of the things like you seem really happy and like you're really enjoying the, you know, new physical activity that, that you're working with. And that's so awesome, you know, or like, you know, to be like, Oh, I tried this new thing and or whatever, this new move or like something like that. And like, Oh, I finally did it. And that is the thing to be excited about. I think something else for us to consider is that let's say in a, kind of physical activity situation is, okay, I started going to the gym. I started boxing. I started doing gymnastics. I started ice skating, whatever it is. Um, You can do that and not have any aesthetic change to your body. Like those things aren't actually related. Some people's bodies are just going to, people's bodies are going to look the way that their bodies look. And I think if we put an enormous amount of importance and value on the idea that certain behaviors will impact the look of our bodies. And that's not really true. Our bodies are, I mean, it's genetic. Our bodies are going to look the way our bodies are going to look for the most part, unless we do things that are pretty extreme. And so I think that complimenting folks on the stuff that's like valid, that's like, hey, I'm so glad that you figured out that you have a gluten intolerance. And so now you're no longer eating gluten and you must feel so much better. Like that is an awesome thing to get into conversations with people about. But the kind of obsessive, even if you look good. Like, you can just tell someone they look good. It doesn't have to be you look good because you lost weight or you look good because you have more muscle mass or you look good because of, you know, something that you're doing. It can just be like, hey, like, you look really, like, bright and glowing and happy. Oh, that's that's really good advice. Listen, I I, I struggle with this because even as a 40-year-old gay man, I've had, you know, uh, issues with how I view my own body compared to other mm-hmm. men, especially in this industry and in West Hollywood in particular, everybody has a six-pack. I've had a six-pack for like eight minutes of my entire life, and for the rest of it, I'm just this. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that to a degree, but maybe had we all been raised in a different culture, I would be a little bit more comfortable with that. Um, and, and, and I also want to point out, I know a lot of our listeners can probably relate to this. As a man, I was mm-hmm. taught to compliment women on their appearance. I was taught to mm-hmm. to grab luggage or to pick up groceries for women or to hold the door. And I I'm very open to all these conversations, but sometimes I feel like and I think men can relate to this, I don't want to get canceled and I sometimes catch myself, should I hold the door for a woman? Mm. Should I pick up something and help them out? 
because I question it now because I don't want I don't mm-hmm. want to imply that I think a woman can't handle those things by any means, but I also don't want to be a jerk and just be rude. Mm-hmm. So so how do we navigate knowing what individuals are comfortable with? That's a great question. And of course, we can't know that. Right. So I think that sometimes there's just the aspect of asking for permission. You know, I, I think the thing with the door is it's just plain nice to hold the door for anybody. Yeah, and I do that for men, like, too, like, to be you fair. Know what I mean? yeah, like, if yeah. you're walking through a door and there's someone behind you, it's pretty rude to shut the door. Sure. So I think that, like, <laughs> but there, that's really different from, like, I've experienced, let's say, going on a date with a man who will run around to my side of the car, open the door. I'm like, I, can, I really can handle the handle. Like, it's really going to be okay. Like, you don't have to make a big show out of it. Like, those two things feel really different. Not that I would necessarily find that rude. It's just like, that is like, you went way above and beyond. I think like, I've definitely experienced, like if I'm carrying, you know, for a while I was living in a building where I didn't have laundry in my building and I would have to go do laundry. I would then be walking blocks with laundry. And I've definitely had men approach me and be like, you need help with that. And I think that there's a really big difference. And you can tell because you live in the world and you understand tone. There's a really big difference between someone coming where it feels like it's a come on or like, you know, whatever, or if it's just someone literally just being nice. I mean, oh, that looks like annoying. Do you need any help with that? And, you know, if someone's like, do you need help? And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. And they, they let it go. Then we're good. Yeah. yeah. And That's... so I think that sometimes it's just about asking for asking for permission. And I also think that telling someone that they're beautiful and like, you know, different people are going to have different feelings about this, but there's a really big difference between, wow, like I really like your shoes or like, wow, like you're just a really beautiful person or whatever versus like, you look good. Have you lost weight? Yeah. 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 You know, I think it's funny because I think that people are initially very shut down to have this conversation. It's very easy to go, oh, here we are canceling one more thing. I think people feel attacked. They do. And then they're like, okay, well, what am I allowed to say? But I think it's really great. The, The takeaway is saying you look glowing, you look bright, you look happy, you look strong, as opposed to you look skinny. So I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate this conversation with you. Also, hold the door for everybody, losers. Just yes. <laughs> Listen, totally. I say that because I say that to myself. I literally shut the door on this woman the other day, and I did not mean to at all. I'm so good about holding the door, but I had to go pee, and I like ran in, and I felt so bad. I thought about it for 48 hours. There were Clearly parts, still of, thinking parts about of that story you could have probably left out. Melissa uh, wanted to know. We'll go over it later. <laughs> Melissa, I did. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you. (laughs) All right, coming up, uh, people are coming back from the dead. Not something I thought we'd talk about, but it's happening. We've got details next. Okay, so Michaela, remember last week we did a story on a woman in India. uh, And in the midst of all the the horribleness that is the pandemic um, in that nation of, of one and a half billion people, there was a woman who had been declared dead. They couldn't get her to the hospital. Her family couldn't get her there, so they declared her dead. Uh, they had her on a pyre to to cremate her body. That's how close they Lord, were. Lord, honey. As they go to light the fire, she sits up. She's well, I think she was like 72 or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Still fairly young. Yeah. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. She's nope. like, no, 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 no way. And she's now living her best life. No, she's no, making no. a recovery. She went home. It's a great story. Listen to me. That but, is a terrifying uh, thought. That is a ter- It is a terrifying thought. I don't know if it's because I watched Casino one too many times, but the thought of being buried alive is... T- well, listen to this. This is, a bit, I feel. this is a bit morbid. But these sorts of stories happen way more often than you realize. How? All the time. There was a baby, right? A baby well, who had a passed. Baby? Yes. In Argentina. Prematurely born was declared dead after 26 uh, 20 minutes after her birth 
they literally put her in a morgue for 12 hours. A refrigerated morgue. Then she starts crying. Half a day alone in a morgue. How did she not and die of hear, being cold? And they hear a noise. Well, it lowers it lowers your heart rate and keeps your... That's that's what that does. That's why oftentimes, if say if you fall through ice. I grew up in a, in a place where I lived on a lake. Yeah. If you fall through the ice, people have lasted for so long. Because the the temperature slows down your heart rate and maintains basically your body. Wow! It's sort of like the idea. That's it's sort of like the idea behind like being cryogenically frozen. Oh yeah, I guess it it's kind of the idea of taking cold showers. Yeah, slows everything down. Yeah, if you're trying to start a family, they say men take cold showers. It'll help you. You know. That's so wild. That's such an interesting theory, but it makes sense. Ugh, so so. Oh wild. my god, but not a baby. Oh, about, that's so terrifying. How about <laughs> this one man in 2008? There was a man in Spain by the name of Gonzalo Montoya Jimenez. Who was... Hun, okay, we're not... We're going to talk about how you just said that name, honey. Okay. Was it close-ish? Are you getting ready for Mexico? Because Listen, I was feeling the vibe. I'm going to be there next week. I know you are. I'm not going to be in Spain, though, which is where this story took place. This man was found unresponsive in his jail cell. Uh, and so three forensic doctors examined him. Three declared him dead. His body was taken away for an autopsy. You know what happens while he's... On the table for his autopsy. What? Four hours after they declared him dead. What? The guy starts snoring. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Very much not dead. <laughs> Took his butt back to jail. Well, that's He's not a, happy a snoring ending. guy? Yes. What was he a snoring guy? Listen to this. Be careful if you drink too much. A Polish man back in 2016. His name was Camille. Mm-hmm. Collapsed outside of a pub. Was taken to a hospital unresponsive, pronounced dead. Yeah, but here's the thing. I feel like that's so irresponsible. Just because you're unresponsive well, doesn't listen, mean you're dead. Well, if medical examiners look at you and say you're dead, what else does it take? Usually, right? So they put this guy in the mortuary refrigerator for hours. Well, what happens after you go say. on a drinking binge and then you come to, right? You start to sleep off, sweat off the alcohol, the uh-huh. toxins. They hear noises coming out of here, very, very much alive, and he asked the guard for a blanket because he was chilling. <laughs> That's why he was making noise. The guy was still so drunk, he didn't even know he was in a mortuary. Oh, my God. Oh, no, my God. I couldn't handle it. Listen, there was one moment where I, and I'm sure like we've all felt this way, if you've ever seen like a dead body, like when I was standing over Viv, when she passed, you know, when you go to the uh, the viewing, and you're like, are you going to wake up? Wake up. Right. Now I feel like people might be taking second looks. Like, are you going to wake up, please? What if you found a body bag started to move around? No. What if that happened? No. I mean, these stories actually happen a lot. I'm researching these all over the world. There was a man who was taken out of a hospital in Russia because he was so drunk. Hours later, he shows back up at the party. He was taken away by an ambulance, pronounced dead, shows back up at the same party and keeps partying. That's a problem. That's okay. First of all, that's somebody I want to party with. He was like, "I'm dead." Psych. Keep it going. Loki, I feel like season. I feel like you're the type who would literally fake your death just to see who shows up to the funeral. Okay, number one, a thousand percent. <laughs> number two, I will tell you, Adina, la- two years ago. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Why, why do I talk? Adina, two years ago, I got hammered. During the day, just ha- I was dancing, I was playing, I got hammered. It doesn't take much. 
I went to sleep. Everybody who came into our room, and Lisa was like, just leave her there. She's asleep. I somehow reemerge at like 11 p.m., get dressed, meet everybody at the club, and they're like, you were like dead. You were asleep when we came into the room. And I was like, I took a small nap. And I'm ready to party. A small party nap. For the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, coming up uh, in what's popping, uh, an OC housewife who's a part of our community has a new announcement as she launches a new, uh, a new jewelry for our community, and we'll discuss coming up next. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin', but before we get ahead of ourselves, I'd like to remind all of our listeners of one thing in particular. Go off. Our show's also a podcast. Woo! So if you can't listen to us in real time, don't, don't worry you about worry. it. Download the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y at odyssey.com. Listen to The Morning Beat as a podcast anywhere you take your mobile device. Now, Michaela Gordon, What's Poppin'? Okay, well, uh, look, it... I, I, even though I think she's kind of problematic, <laughs> this OC housewife, uh, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, is launching a jewelry line to help LGBTQ plus youth. Um, you, uh, <laughs> you have a lot of thoughts about this. I, I have so many thoughts. I, 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 I like what she's doing. I think it's very important to help our LGBTQ youth. Her son, which I'm not sure what their pronouns are, so let me just go ahead and say they, them, just to be safe, sure. uh, has come out as being a part of our community. Uh, Bronwyn later came out as well uh, as a lesbian, but is still with her husband and but raising her family, but he's people, not allowed to date but anybody. He also sort of is. Yeah, it's very interesting. She has 17 kids. Uh huh. Yeah, well, she teamed lot. up with Blue Blood Metal to create a line of necklaces and two bracelets. But Benefiting the PFLAG Newport Beach Scholarship Fund for LGBT, LGBTQ plus students. Now priced from $65 to $265 and now available online. Pieces in the Amplified Collection are made from vintage designer buttons. Some bearing Chanel's iconic double C logo with most incorporating rainbow stripes and charms. I actually think that this is kind of cute. I would like one, a little Chanel uh, necklace that's benefiting our yeah, youth. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I just, there's a lot of mistrust with her and what she's doing this all for. She's been accused of sort of fame seeking. She's even said... I mean, she's she, admitted it. She said that she wants the fame. So I guess if the end, end justifies the means, I guess. Yeah. I mean, here's what she said, and this is very true. Many uh, kids literally get kicked out of their homes just for being themselves. It just goes to show how much work we still need to do. So hopefully our Amplified Voices line and IGTV series can continue to break boxes into confetti, tell untold stories, and raise money to help queer kids go to school. Above all, that is the most important thing. So I'm happy that there's being awareness that's being raised. Uh, so we'll see. I still think she's kind of problematic, but, you know, whatever. I'm happy that, that she's helping the youth. <laughs> All right, coming up in our next hour, what the health? COVID boosters are apparently a thing. Is this our new normal? We discuss with Dr. James Simmons next. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, we're joined by Dr. James Simmons from the terminal of an airport in Texas uh, to talk about COVID boosters and will they become a reality for uh, Americans very soon in the next six months or so. It's time for What the Health. We're keeping you healthy and informed. And Dr. James will go to any length to do that, literally 
He's been spending the night in an airport, and he's calling in from an airport. Yeah. <laughs> so we love correct. him for so many reasons. That's just one of the many. Uh, but right now, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you have? Well, <clears throat> I'm making sure to say this. Every news on the beat, because it's so important. Today marks the one year since the death of George Floyd, a tragedy that set in motion months of protest and reflection about the state of racial justice in America and indeed the world. From Minneapolis, where Floyd was killed, to cities across the country, people will gather for marches and other commemorations. Floyd's sister, daughter, and his daughter's mother will visit the White House at President Biden's invitation. Meanwhile, there is new hope in Congress that a policing overhaul bill requested by Biden and in part informed by Floyd's death is starting to take shape amid bipartisan negotiations. It still isn't clear where lawmakers stand on the key divisive issue of qualified immunity, the controversial doctrine that protects officers accused of violating the Constitution while on duty. Uh, All right, in other news, the Justice Department is partially appealing a court order to publicly release a pivotal 2019 memo about whether then-President Trump obstructed the Russia investigation. A highly redacted version of the memo is already publicly available, but the full version could shed new light on how Trump appointees at DOJ justified why he shouldn't be charged, despite strong evidence from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. This appeal is sure to disappoint Trump opponents who are hoping for its full release. Trump's influence is also echoing in Arizona and Georgia, where vote audits spurred by his false claims of 2020 election voter fraud are moving forward with local GOP support. Now in a uh very sad news. Nona Mosel Connor, a trans woman who tirelessly fought for sex workers and became a towering and magnetic LGBTQ plus activist in Washington, D.C., has died at the age of 37. Her death was confirmed by local community leaders on a GoFundMe page, raising money for her memorial. Connor's cause of death has not been confirmed by officials, but there has been no evidence of foul play. Uh, Nona was a community leader, advocate, mother, and so much more. Nona was deeply loved by many in the community, particularly D.C.'s transgender community. She was a bright star in so many people's lives, a hopeless romantic, an enthusiastic cheerleader, a wise soul, and she was loved. She's also remembered, absolutely. It's just devastating. All right, running out news on the beat. World Health Organization scientists investigating the origins of COVID-19 have zeroed in on previously overlooked data on the extensive screening of animals for coronavirus around the time the pandemic erupted. They hope that by further studying this and other areas of renewed interest, they can get a clearer picture of China's evolving knowledge of the coronavirus and the likely timing of its emergence. Meanwhile, young people in the U.S., that's those 24 and under, are lagging in COVID-19 vaccinations. U.S. health officials warn that while young people may be at lower risk of dying from COVID-19, they could still face long-term effects. Uh, Coming up this hour, we're speaking with Dr. James Simmons for What the Health and um, uh, talking about the, the booster that could now be added as well, what you need to know. But first, let's Not get to be uh, confused with the booster seat that Lisa requests for you when you go to a restaurant. Because <laughs> you're little. I know. I was actually standing up doing the news and I was like, the mic is so low. I am so not a tall I don't, woman. Listen, I don't think I sat in a booster seat after I turned two. I've always been big. I still enjoy it. 
Uh, it's going to be a high of 82 in L.A. today, 95 in Vegas, 75 in Kansas City, 82 in Miami, 66 in Seattle, 79 in Buffalo, 84 in Sacramento, and 100 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the dirt. You are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the paintbrush to anyone else. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, coming up in What the Health, COVID boosters are a thing and possibly our new normal. We discuss in depth with Dr. James Simmons next. One thing that I think that so many of us in our community can relate to is that feeling of uh, being with maybe friends or your partner walking down the street and always sort of being aware of your surroundings, wondering if you're in a neighborhood where you're actually safe, uh, if you can hold hands with your partner or not. And one gay couple uh, over in the UK, in the Wimbledon uh, region of the UK, uh, confronted this sort of homophobia recently. They actually got it on video. The video has gone viral. It's been shared over 100,000 times. The police are now involved. Uh, Here's a short clip of the audio, and then I'll explain. I've got you on camera for just spitting at us and calling us homos. You're on camera. That's going to the police. That's going to the police being homophobic. So this, this white man in a terrible outfit, he was wearing a black leather jacket, shorts, tennis shoes, and a, an Air Jordan hat, it looks like, uh, is caught on camera uh, making gestures at them. And then he flips them off and sort of like storms away because he realizes he's on camera. And they're about to, like, he's, like this man said, take this to the police. This is 24-year-old Josh Barnett. He and his partner, uh, his 21-year-old boyfriend, Nathan, said that we we're just walking around in the middle of the day and the guy literally spit at us. Uh, and then they turned turned their cameras on him. He called him dirty homos and continued to sort of like walking around. Um, I remember when I first moved out to West Hollywood, actually, oddly enough, feeling less comfortable than I'd ever felt as an out gay man. I came out of the closet in Columbus, Ohio. And at the time, especially, you know, we've talked to Nina West about this, one of our favorite drag queens. She still lives in Columbus. Very, very gay city. Uh, It's changing a bit now. But there's still a very vibrant gay culture there. Uh, one of the largest, I think, collections of uh, LGBTQIA people uh, per capita in the entire nation is in Columbus, Ohio. Little known fact about the Midwest. And I felt so comfortable there. Never, ever questioned uh, my safety when I was out with my friends or with my boyfriend at the time. Uh, and then I moved to New York City and I felt safe there again. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, all over the city. I even lived in Harlem. That was a little different, but we spent a lot of time down in Chelsea and in the village, as you do. Uh, but when I moved out to California, genuinely walking down Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood, I felt less safe than I've ever felt. Yeah. Because Santa Monica Boulevard is a connection between Beverly Hills and like Hollywood and other parts. So a lot of people, it's a very busy street. So a lot of people drive. It's not just like a little side street. Robertson Boulevard, where the Abbey is, that's different. Yeah. Santa Monica Boulevard, it's though, different. people drive through and will yell things out their window sometimes. Yeah, I mean, And it's just a horrible, horrible feeling. It's a really scary situation, I think, particularly for me and Lisa as well, because Lisa always says this. I am very sensitive and I'm really like fun loving. But if you try to hurt me or somebody that I love, mm-hmm. I literally will do. I, there's no length I won't go. Like, I, I am not afraid. I'm not nervous. I'll be very upset. And if anybody were to ever disrespect Lisa in front of me, I 
I just see red. I mean, if somebody spit at us, mm. and the problem is now, it's not even like a fair fight anymore. You know, people are getting shot in road rages, and people are getting, uh, you know, it just really well, unfairly uh, beaten up. But it's ne- it's just not okay. It's never going to be okay, and it's still really happening. Well, this abuse, gay bashing, is a phrase for a reason. Yeah, you know, it we is. See how many of our trans sisters of color who have been murdered this year? Every single year, it's the same I, story. I got to tell you though, my friend Lisa. A few years ago, the, a bunch of lesbians were uh, at Dinah. This was before I started dating Lisa, but Lisa, my Lisa was there. And this guy called her, this girl, Lisa, not my girlfriend, uh, a, a, a rude lesbian name. Mm-hmm. And she, like, cussed him out. And he proceeded to beat the living crap out of her and she was hospitalized. A woman. A woman. Mm. And uh, they had to create a GoFundMe and she's now doing better. But, you know, it, it can come from a man. It can come from a woman. It can come from... It's, it's dangerous. I'm like that too and that's it's scary. I, I, I am so even keel normally, right? Uh, if you say something about a loved one of mine or you come after them, I turn into a maniac quickly yeah i go from zero to 100 in no time at all i'm also six five and a half yeah so i think that my entire life i've always just by my stature i've always been bigger than most people i can handle myself in a fight i've been in i think one real fight in my life and i won it and it was with a man who was six three yeah uh and it wasn't even close i i get mean fast i'm very defensive i'm very protective Mm -hmm. of the ones that i love Uh, But is that always the smart choice? Like, what sort of conversations have you and Lisa had? And she said, listen, you need to not not react. Yeah, of course. Listen, I'm 5'2". Well, I'm 5'2". It's not like I have a big... Like, it's not like I'm like very tall. Um, and I have. I've mellowed out a lot since we've met because it is different now. Um, I remember... Well, you have more to lose now, too. Just so much more to lose. Yeah. But I will say, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just a very innate thing for me. If 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 you hurt Lisa's feelings, I just want you dead. I really do. Like, I just... <laughs> I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just... Because it, it's so cruel and it's so mean. And to spit... Spitting in somebody's face is like the ultimate disrespect. It's just so degrading. It's so degrading. So I, you know, back to this story, I'm thankful that they got him on camera. Yeah, and hopefully um, the cops bring this man to justice because this sort of thing is just not acceptable. And if you let, you know, Pride is coming up and, and we're going to be talking to a lot of um, our favorite you know, singers and, and celebrity guests. Uh, we bring them back for Pride Month to talk about what Pride means to them. And I think one of the questions we need to be asking uh, is... Why does it matter? Like, why should you stand up if you see someone using hateful language or jokes or acting out towards somebody else as an ally? Because uh, many of our, you know, favorite artists here are allies. They're not necessarily members of our community. So I think we should really be asking those questions of our allies. Like, what do you do? And why is it important to speak up and to do something? Luckily, these young men had a, had a cell phone on them, as most of us often do. Got the guy on camera. I'm sure he'll be brought to justice at some point. But uh, gone are the days where this is even remotely acceptable. It never was. Yeah. But we don't have to put up with that anymore. We have tools at our disposal and enough support uh, from allies uh, that we can we can do something about this. Absolutely. And, and sending love to this young couple. I uh, hope you guys uh, last forever or or don't. I don't really care. I just hope you're safe. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, coming up in better news, Elliot Page is making a big reveal. And it even has Miley Cyrus saying hot. Find out what coming up next. 
You're listening to The Morning Beat. One of our favorite celebrities is in the news for a fantastic reason, and Michaela has all those details for you in just a moment. Really quickly, though, I do want to invite you to head over to odyssey.com, download the Odyssey app, because if you miss our show in real time, we've got you covered. We are also a podcast. You can listen to The Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. Head there now while Michaela shares the latest on Elliot Page. What's popping? Okay, so Elliot Page is showing off his chest in a picture posted to his Instagram account. And it's his first shirtless post since coming out in December as transgender. And he's just radiating uh, gorgeousness and and happiness. It really feels uh, like he's living his most authentic life, and I love that. Yes. Uh, and he's got like a rock and hard abs. Wait, yeah, also like Elliot, way more abs than I've had on my best day. Like ever. There's like ten of them, uh, and <laughs> celebrities are just losing their minds. Miley Cyrus said, "Hot." Uh, Nina Dobrev said, "You look amazing," and most of all, so happy. Um, and I think it's just incredible. I, I think that coming out was a very big deal, but to have the support uh, of your friends always is, is so incredible. It's also very interesting because when I first saw the pictures of him, I was like, it's, it's different because we don't see a lot of representation of trans men. We see a lot of women. They've sort of been getting the shine in recent years, and we don't see a lot of men. And also, seeing him shirtless and seeing the scars from the actual surgery, uh, that's got to be so powerful. I can't imagine what it be like, what it must be like to be a trans man and to see those every single day, um, and and the the range of emotions that you might, might experience. Yeah. Um, from just pride to the, you know, there there could even be confusions of a sense of loss of a part of your body that's now different, but then also makes you feel more whole. It's got to be a wide sort of like a roller coaster. I can't even imagine. But to wear those scars with pride yes. is just so cool. That's amazing. I, I'm so, so happy. I've known a few um, females who have transitioned to men and that was the biggest thing to be able to uh, go outside without a shirt on is the most freeing experience they've probably ever had mentally while you maybe have been ready for this moment internally your entire life mentally knowing how the outside world reacts to you when you would take your shirt off living as a female it's a very different experience Mm -hmm. also makes you wonder why women can't just take their shirts off anyways also would love that I mean I do SNL did a really hilarious skit Go check it out this last week on the finale when Lil Nas X's pants ripped. But they did a skit where a group of men and a group of women were in heaven and they were creating man, right? And the men were trying to explain the parts of the man and the women were like, but why? And they're like, well, these are, they didn't have names for them, but they were referring to the nipples basically. And the women are like, oh, well, ours uh, feed children and keep them alive. What do yours do? They're like, uh, yeah, they just, they're just kind of there for show. They don't really do anything. Which makes you wonder, yeah. women's are actually functioning. That's always been the fight though. That's why, why there's such a huge fight yeah. about freeing the nipple. It's like, come on, dude. We literally are like feeding people. When That's the whole fight with breastfeeding do, in public. Mine do nothing. I just have to be very careful when I shave around them. Yeah. In, in the summertime during pool season. That's it. But sometimes they're nice when you're at, you're having intimacy. I do enjoy that. <laughs> All right, coming up in our final hour, Doc Halligan joins us to talk summer pet tips, what you need to know uh, when you're walking your pet in hot weather and how much water you need to leave them. Coming up next. 
Coming up in about 13 minutes, celebrity veterinarian Doc Halligan is calling in with advice that could save your pet's life this summer. Uh, it's a very serious conversation. We want you to be a part of it. Uh, if you have uh, pets or have a friend or a family member who has pets, they need to tune in. Uh, she's calling in in 13 minutes from right now. She always gives us such great advice. Listen, listen I've texted her so many times, and she's helped me through the first six months of having a puppy. I guess four months. I got him when he was two. But still, she's answered so many questions. We're like, oh, my God, he did this thing. Is he going to die? Like, we, you know, yeah, you get panicky. for everything. And she always calms me down. She tells me exactly what steps to take. So we're so grateful to have her on our show. Uh, so stick around for that conversation. Right now, though, Michaela, what's happening in news on the beat? So much. Uh, today marks one year since the death of George Floyd, a tragedy that set in motion months of protests and reflection about the state of racial justice in America and, indeed, the world. From Minneapolis, where Floyd was killed, to cities across the country, people will gather for marches and other commemorations. Floyd's sister, daughter, and his daughter's mother will visit the White House at President Biden's invitation. Uh, Meanwhile, there is new hope in Congress that a policing overhaul bill requested by Biden and in part informed by and in part informed by Floyd's death is starting to take shape amid bipartisan negotiations. It still isn't clear where lawmakers stand on the key divisive issue of qualified immunity, the controversial doctrine that protects officers accused of violating the Constitution while on duty. Now, in other news, World Health Organization scientists investigating the origins of COVID-19 have zeroed in on previously overlooked data on the extensive screening of animals for coronavirus around the time the pandemic erupted. They hope that by further studying this and other areas of renewed interest, they can get a clearer picture of China's evolving knowledge of the virus and the likely timing of its emergence. Meanwhile, young people in the U.S., that's those 24 and under, are lagging in COVID-19 vaccinations. U.S. health officials warned that while young people may be lower risk of dying from COVID-19, they could still face long-term effects. Let's go back to the beginning of that that, that statement right there. Uh, previous information that has been overlooked. <laughs> How are we in a global pandemic for almost a year and a half and they just had overlooked information early on? Hello. I mean, I know everybody is panicky. They were trying to find a solution, but wow. But crazy. I know. Uh, all right. Another news. Nona Moselle Connor, a trans woman who tirelessly fought for sex workers and became a towering and magnetic LGBTQ plus activist in Washington, D.C., has died. She was 37. Her death was confirmed by local community leaders on a GoFundMe page, raising money for her memorial. Connor's cause of death has not been confirmed by officials, but there has been no known evidence of foul play. Um, Nona was a community leader, advocate, mother, and so much more. Nona was deeply loved by so many in the community, particularly D.C.'s transgender community. She was a bright star in so many people's lives, a hopeless romantic, an enthusiastic cheerleader, a wise soul, and she was loved. Now, rounding out news on the beat, the Justice Department is partially appealing a court order to publicly release a pivotal 2019 memo about whether then-President Trump obstructed the Russia investigation. A highly redacted version of the memo is already publicly available, but the full version could shed new light on how Trump appointees at DOJ justified why he shouldn't be charged, despite strong evidence from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. This appeal is sure to disappoint Trump opponents who are hoping for its full release. Trump's influence is also echoing in Arizona and Georgia, where vote audits spurred by his false claims of 2020 election voter fraud are moving forward with local GOP support. 
Now let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 100 in Cathedral City, 82 in Sacramento, uh, 86 in St. Louis, 82 in Chicago, 64 in Seattle, 82 in Miami, and 100 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. You are the artist of your life. Don't give the paintbrush to anyone else. I love that. I love it. All right, coming up, Doc Halligan is joining us to talk summer pet tips. How much water does your pet actually need and what you need to know uh, as it gets hotter when walking your pet coming up next so things are heating up here in southern california and across the country temperatures are rising we're approaching summertime uh so we need to keep our pets in mind uh, during this season uh, as much as any other season but for different reasons uh me personally uh, i've got a question about water uh my Mm -hmm. puppy is now about seven months old and we sort of restrict his water late at night because we don't want him to go to the restroom in his kennel. Uh, but we give yeah. him water throughout the day, but we don't leave right. it out all day long for him uh, because I just don't know that he manages it quite well enough yet. Is that okay? How much pe- uh, water should be, we be giving our, our pets, dogs in particular? And how do you know if they, if, they, if they need a little bit more? Well, I think during the day, they should be able to have free access to water. Uh, so I tell clients that not to limit it during the day. Okay. At night, though, when you go to bed, yeah, they don't have to have water all night, okay? Now, the amount of water they drink depends on the amount of canned food versus dry food. Hmm. So a dog that's eating strictly dry food will drink a lot more water because dry food is only 10% moisture. It only has 10% water in it. it. So they have to drink water to get the water. A dog that's eating all canned food will drink a lot less water because canned food is 75% moisture. So um, that really, you know, it defines how much water your pet needs to drink. But I know a lot of people that do limit it during the day, and I just think you should allow them to have what they want during the day. Of course, if it conflicts with your potty training, then work with that. Um, you can easily tell if your pet's dehydrated. The best way is lift their lip up and look at their gum. The gum should be moist. It should have, like, saliva on there. Huh. If you lift up the lip and it's dry and tacky, they're not getting enough water. Well, yeah. Also, yes. the color of their urine. When the urine is bright yellow, that means that their urine's being very concentrated, which means they're probably not getting enough water. It should be a pale yellow. Just like a human. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that, that's very, very helpful. You know, we do, we mix, uh, we started about a month or so ago mixing, we use uh, Just Food for Dogs. They prepare it in a kitchen. It's uh, We get different varieties with vegetables and meats and different grains and things like that, that or rice that they sometimes mix. So he's about 50-50 dry kibble and, you know, kind of a wet dog food. So that's really good advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's easy to tell. Um, cats, you can pick up the skin in between the shoulder blades. And if it tents up, they're dehydrated. It should just go right back, oh, just wow. right back flat. Yeah. But yeah, the water water is important. The summer's coming. This summer, pets are going to die because people are going to do things that will put their pets' life in danger. They are going to exercise them. 
during 10 to 3 and the pets are going to overheat, they're going to accidentally leave them in the car, leave them in the car thinking it's okay and the pets are going to overheat. It's very unfortunate because every year we have dogs die and people are ignorant, they're busy, they don't think, and, and who suffers is the pet. It's frustrating as an emergency room vet, you know, when you know it's 100% preventable. Um, so, you know, you, you really just, I tell people during the summer months, just don't take them in the car. Mm. Um, well, I want to talk because, to you, if we're not putting them in the car, we're definitely taking them for walks. And as yes. it does get hotter, I, yes. last year I was going for a run and I took Rocco cause I wanted him to get some exercise too, get some of his energy out. Is there a time frame that they should be running alongside you? And how do you know uh, if the concrete's too hot for their paws? Well, you can touch the concrete with the palm of your hand and let it sit there. And if you can't put your palm or your hand on the concrete without it being too hot, then it's too hot for their pet's paw. So that's that's one way. Two, as far as them, you know, being able to keep up with you, you know, it depends on the dog. You know, it depends on how old they are. Are they overweight? Are they just pushed in noses? So you really just look at your dog. Signs of heat stroke there their tongue will get super, super swollen. Their gums will get bright, bright red, and they'll be panting uncontrollably because they can't sweat. They lose heat through panting and through the pads, uh, their their pads on their feet. That's how they lose heat, through their nose, panting, hmm. and the pads of their feet. So um, you have to be very careful, and, you know, you shouldn't exercise them uh between 10 and 3. That's usually when you're going to get into the most trouble with them. Um, if you are going to take them out, you can take a bandana and get it wet and put it in the freezer and then just tie it around their neck. Oh, that's good. And you go out, and then that kind of that helps keep them cool. But, you know, look at your dog. Know, see how hydrated they are. See what's, you know, get a feel for what's normal. And then just monitor them when you're running with them. And you'll you'll be able to tell when they're looking like they might be, uh, it might be time to stop. And, you know, dogs will just keep going. Yeah, they That's will. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah right. they're not going to like, oh, I think I'm overheating. They just drop. That's they really great move. advice. I really love the uh, wet bandana out of the freezer around their yeah. neck. And this so is why I love, easy. That's why I love talking to you yeah. every single week because look, I'm a new the dog owner. Good. And a lot of people are yeah. new dog owners right now because of the yeah. pandemic. And, and that's a really, really good trick. I, and I will definitely keep yeah. an eye on his gums too. I think I, he's definitely yeah, getting enough water. Him. Um, but we'll definitely leave it out a little bit longer and start to test how, how well he can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good for him, you know. And then, you know, he'll equilibrate. He, sometimes they just like to drink water, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're saving his kidneys, okay? When you restrict water during the day, you know, they, they the kidneys have to have water to help flush everything through. Um, I have one so, quick question because we have a one minute left. I, it's something okay. I never thought of. Dogs oftentimes during the summer, too, will jump in a pool. Is it bad for them to swim in a regular pool, especially if they want to drink water and there's chlorine mixed in? Is there anything that people should know about that? No. Pools are fine for dogs. Um, if they drink too much water, they can sometimes vomit, but they won't get sick from the chlorine or anything. So pools are great for pets. Pet Swimming is excellent form of exercise. And uh, if the pets love it, it really burns off calories and makes them feel like they've worked out oh. in an easy way. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm going to get Rocco some swim trunks and some goggles because little fat Do man it. needs to lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, and 
Quickly, things that make the dogs overheat predispose are dogs that are overweight, older dogs pushed in faces. Those those are all accidents waiting to happen. Well, we love you, Doc Halligan. Thank you, as always, for constantly answering okay. our questions. Go to DocHalligan.com if you have any more questions and download her podcast, Unleashed. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, well, coming up for Mental Health Week, Dr. Melissa Fabello is joining us to talk about Demi and their new request of not commenting on people's weight loss. Coming up next. Tell me something good. It's that time again. Michaela Gordon, it's time to send our listeners off into their day with some positivity. Shall we do it? Yes, we should. Okay, I love technology. Yes, we should. Sometimes I like technology. Okay. We were driving uh, down the street the other night, and all of a sudden there's this light, and there's a sound in the air above our car. We look up. We have one of those panoramic sunroofs in my my partner's car, and there's a drone just chilling with a big green laser on it. And we're like, what on earth is happening? We drove around for a little bit and found a guy down the street flying this drone at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. A little bit unnerving, yeah. right? Because uh, they can have cameras on them. They can look down at anything. But sometimes technology is used for good. That's what's happening here in this situation. So Girl Scouts, they're getting creative. They're delivering Girl Scout cookies via drones. So the organization experienced a 50% shortfall in cookie sales this year because of the pandemic. Uh, and so without the sort of uh, iconic little cookies in person, they had to think outside the box. So they looked upward, particularly uh, in, a, in a, a place called Christianburg, Virginia. That sounds very holy. Um, <laughs> uh, they're really worried about the pandemic affecting their sales. So they spoke with Google's delivery service, Wing. Just to be clear, drone deliveries are going to be a thing that are happening very, very soon on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, Amazon's been testing out this technology. Google, Google's been doing the same. So they reached out to Google. Uh, they were able to partner with them, and citizens of the Virginia town were able to place an order via the Wing app on Google uh, for their favorite cookies and have them dropped off by drone within an hour. How oh, cool I love is that. that? That's so, so cool. I think 80% of, or 87% of the people living in this town said they absolutely loved the uh, drone delivery service. And a wing has committed to help the troops sell 3,000 boxes before uh, the end of actually this week. Uh, so that's cool. You know the most popular uh, Girl Scout cookie? You know what it still is? What? Thin Mints. Is best, it? Best no, cookie No, mine are the Caramel Delights. Made. They're my favorite. No, Michaela, I didn't say what's your favorite. I said the most popular. And I love that for America. I'm just saying Caramel Delights is my jam. What are those? They're, Samoas? Oh, Samoas, uh-huh. They're also known as Caramel Delights. Oh, wait, they have caramel in them? Yeah. The ones with the uh, the coconut? Yeah, yeah, on the top. They have caramel? And yeah. Chocolate. I hate hate coconut dry and, and, and on dessert, so I wouldn't. But you still. do? Oh, I love it. I JJ? love it. That's why I love Almond Gusty. Joys. How do you feel to be wrong? Why? Because Caramel Delights, Samoas, best cookie ever. Afternoon I know. Delight. I'm, I, I'm not wrong. I said the most popular one in America, people. I looked at the numbers. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Keep it positive. What do you have? All right. Uh, this story is actually amazing. It's beautiful. So this 18-year-old named Paige Hunter took the time to post over 40 messages of encouragement and hope at Sutherland's Wearmouth Bridge. Um, and it's a bridge where many people who are struggling, obviously, with mental health or suicide go. And with these encouraging just love notes. She was able to um, save six lives. Mm. On one note, it reads, even though things are difficult, your life matters. You're a shining light in a dark world, so just hold on. Um, And it's just 
I would never even think to do that, actually, and to go to a place that's really common to to um, where you would want to take your own life. Yeah. I, I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, as somebody who's been there and been on the verge, you, you cannot overstate the impact of a kind word from one person, a complete stranger even. Because for me, when I, when I get to that point, I've struggled with depression my entire life, you feel like there's not a person on the planet who cares about you. You feel like you're more of a burden to people here than you would be if you were gone. Yeah. Uh, so you just never know what somebody's going through. So always spread kindness. I'd love that story, Michaela. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Uh, how about speaking of kindness, Jim Preston? He lives here in uh, Southern California in Menlo Park, um, and he decided to use this opportunity during the pandemic uh, to spread. Words of kindness in his front yard. Now, his front yard isn't a typical front yard. Um, it's filled with, uh, part of it is filled with gravel. It's all gray. So he decided, what stands out against gray? Bright yellow looks good. What's bright yellow, you might ask? Rubber duckies. Oh, he went God. and bought hundreds and hundreds of little rubber duckies. And every day he puts a new message out in his front yard. He spells them with rubber duckies. Things like be strong uh, or be kind. No fear with a heart. Hakuna Matata he put out there one day. Uh, and one day he put it reach. And then he made a whole bunch of stars out of rubber duckies. Just to send messages of love and hope and positivity uh, to his neighbors during this pandemic. Which is such a creative way of just spreading kindness. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. Well, on that note... Uh- uh, thank you, as always, for listening. We had a great show for you. Thank you uh, again to Doc Halligan for joining us, as always. Uh, we hope this these stories brightened your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 